How is it going, everybody? My name is Lucas Alton. I am the host of Podcast Hockey with Thoughtsy. Today, we have a great episode. In this episode, we featured the Erie Otters rookie goaltender, Nolan Lalonde. I love this episode because we shared so many funny and great stories. Sit back, relax, go get some popcorn, invite your family members over, and listen to Hockey with Thoughtsy Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thank you. Hey, we're here. Erie Otters' 49th overall draft pick, rookie goaltender Nolan Lalonde. Nolan, how's it going? Going good, buddy. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. So starting off, one thing that I really would like to touch on is Chris Julius. So I see you, you're good friends with him. He has Down syndrome. And in the summer, I saw an article about that. Can you bring us a bit through yours and Chris's relationship? Yeah, so we, we met at the rink, actually. Um, my, he's my assistant coach's brother-in-law last year. So we just kind of we got talking after games, and it ended up kind of becoming a pretty tight friendship. And even today, we still talk to each other every day. And um, we actually just went to Tim Hortons yesterday night to get a coffee together. So, I mean, yeah, it's become something that's pretty special to me. And um, he's a guy definitely that, that's been really helpful to have around just to keep my mind away from hockey um, and kind of just hang out with. Yeah, really getting noticed nationwide. How relieving is that to see that your actions get noticed for such kind favor? How how does that feel? It's it's obviously really cool. I mean, I didn't expect it at all. We got a text one day, and um, so yeah, it's it's obviously really cool to see that. Um, I mean, it's just something that it shows that hockey's can do a lot more than just on the ice, right? So it's it's pretty special. I know we're definitely be very special with having that tight bond do you have a good chris story <laughs> oh geez i do have some good ones yeah um there's one we were at a france game the one day and so chris every first period walks and gets a popcorn but the one game he didn't end up coming back for a while well he was standing in the one tunnel watching the game until the whistle and then finally came back up about halfway through the period we asked him where he was and he was like well i thought the front were going to score <laughs> So he, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't come back up to his seat. So it was, it was pretty funny. So that's probably the best one I've got. I know that that would be pretty funny, as you could tell. And speaking on the OHL draft, what were your, your emotions really going through your head when you got drafted? Yeah, it was, it was a whirlwind for sure. Um, you don't really have too much time to think. Um, just kind of looked down a pick before and the phone calls from Erie, Pennsylvania. And that's how I found out I was going and, it was really, really incredible just having my family there with me. And it's still, it's still kind of unbelievable to this day, to be honest with you. Would you like us to bring us through kind of the draft day and what kind of was going through? Like, were you talking with your agency a lot or? Yeah. Yeah. Um, pretty much. I had no idea I was going to go to Erie. Um, so I got a text a couple of picks before, but other than that, just sat there in the morning, watched the draft on the computer, like everybody else and just kind of, wait and see. Um, That was pretty much how my day went. I didn't really find out until right before. Definitely. I know you were talking with a bunch of teams going into the season, getting that recognition, knowing that you're going to be selected by an OHL team. How honoring is that? Yeah, it's a huge honor. It's um, 
it's obviously something you work towards for so, so long. And to have people recognize the hard work that you put in and, and the effort that you put in is, is really incredible. And it's, it's a huge honor to be selected by, you know, any of the organizations in the OHL and to play in such a great league. By seeing the success last year between you and your goalie partner, Ethan Morrow, probably the top goaltending pair in the league, how well did it feel that you could have someone with your high caliber of skill level to keep on pushing you through the ups and downs? Yeah, it's great. Um, he and I are pretty tight friends too, and we train together in the off season. And it's just that we push each other every day, and it's it's a healthy competition, right? Since we're we're friends, and you know we want to see each other succeed, so that was pretty cool. And he's definitely a guy that I really it's really helpful to have around. You guys would really work a lot, as you just said. Feeling the f- no, just knowing when Ethan got drafted, how did that feel? Because you guys both got drafted. You could experience that bond together. How was that? Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, I tried to call him right away, but his phone was blowing up. So finally, I got to talk to him a little bit after that. And it was pretty cool to hear from him. And he's having a great year right now with the Wellington Dukes. So it's pretty cool to see how well he's doing. And obviously, he's he's playing unreal right now. So yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. Speaking on the OJHL, I know you're with Georgetown for a bit. Want to bring us through that? Yeah, um, it was really cool. Um, definitely a good experience to learn kind of from the other junior guys that were around us. Um, Nathan Torchia and um, Oliver Troop were the other two goalies when I was there, and they were huge, huge helps to me. I'm um, just kind of figuring out what it's like to kind of play at the junior level and understand how, how much work goes into it because it's a lot. So, yeah, we had a great coaching staff, and uh, it's honestly, it was an awesome experience to learn. So right now you have a very long off season due to COVID-19. The OHL is currently the only CHL league not running. Want us to bring us through a daily life, like a day in the life of your off season? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so right now, uh, work out at five days a week at 8 a.m. Um, after that, probably it depends on the day I skate, um, usually three times, four times a week and just try to keep that up. And then after that, schoolwork for the rest of the day. So basically just trying to do anything I can right now to, to get better and to stay prepared because who knows when it's going to be announced and hopefully it's soon, but just stay prepared if there's a season. Yeah. Well, Corey Cooper, you trained with him probably most of your life has talking with Paul drew the Charlton Anders goalie coach. And he worked a bit at U 17 team Canada camp and your name came up and he was like, he's one of Corey Cooper's guys and how, well, did it feel to be able to be honoring by working with such a high caliber goaltender? Yeah, um, Coop is, he's incredible. He's, I've been with him since I was six years old and he's been someone to, anytime you have a question to ask, it doesn't matter, he'll, he'll answer it. And he's definitely helped me get to where I am today. I, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him, to be honest with you. Um, he's, it's pretty cool to, to hear him talk and say stuff like that and, Obviously, he's he's been incredible so far, and I, yeah, <laughs> I see him like, yeah, he's all, he's awesome. That's the only word I, that comes to mind is, is amaz- amazing or awesome. <laughs> that sort of helps with my next question because I was going to ask: Is there a certain goalie coach or coach that helped you get through? Would Corey Cooper be that type of guy who would help you get through the ups and downs if you ever had a question or needed to know? how you get through something. Is he the guy that you go to? 
Yeah, for the most part, yeah. Um, definitely all the other coaches that I've had have been awesome too. But yeah, Coop's definitely been a guy that I could lean on when I needed to. And he'll tell it to me as it is. If, if it's not going well, he'll tell me. And um, if it is, he won't tell me. <laughs> so he's been a guy. And then Jason Barron, um, since the draft, has been someone I've really leaned on through this process too. He's the goalie development coach for Erie. So he's been incredible too to have as a resource. And those two guys have really helped me get to here today. A question I asked on my first podcast to two other QMJHL players here in the OHL, I asked them what sport would they go to if they <laughs> couldn't play hockey? And I was thinking, would you want to go with the Trudell and that's and go basketball? Or know your <laughs> golf guy, what would that answer be? Um oh I don't know. I'm not too too good at basketball or golf, but I'd probably say baseball. I've played it for a while. I played it when I was growing up. So it's something that I'd probably try to go back to. Um, yeah, I'd, I, I don't know if it would go as well as hockey has, but yeah, I'd probably play, play ball. I know there's so many good stories from baseball because my brother played <laughs> with you. I want to bring yeah. us through the EOBA championships because I remember you guys won that. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I remember your dad was, was one of our coaches and yeah, that was, that was awesome. I just remember how much fun we had and how tight our team was. And it, it was awesome. I, the one story I remember is getting run over. Um, I think we were playing Clarington or someone. I got run over at first base, but that's about all I remember other than winning it. Um, it was, it was awesome. I definitely know that story because I think I was actually at the game and such a good team and some great stories but I want to mention another story. So for the listeners, me and Nolan grew up near each other and we go to a school named Trudeau and there's a few <laughs> nets. And I'm not sure if you remember when we were playing basketball one day and two random kids came up and we convinced them that you played NCAA yeah. and I went to a private school. I want to touch up on that story a bit more if you can remember it. Yeah, for sure. I do remember that now as you say it. Um, that was pretty funny. But yeah, I think these guys just started talking some some trash and we ended up just saying, I think we just said it as a joke and they, they believed it. So we went along with it. That was pretty funny. I think I remember us 1v1 and them talking some crap. Then we ended up winning it. Yeah. Always some great times. And that's why it was a really special episode and it was so great that I could get you on because we shared so many great stories and went the days going golfing at Amherstview and yeah. the short game too. So many good <laughs> stories for people who don't know the movie Short Game. We in pictured us recreating another one at a at a golf course in Amherstview, Ontario. Now going on to it, there's two draft picks above you. I'm pretty sure for Erie. Did you communicate with them much? Um, yeah, after the draft, actually. Um... You know, we had a we have a group text, so we were all on that. And um, I ended up actually being on the team with the eighth overall pick, Spencer Solva, at the under 17. So we got to know each other a bit through there. And then Lucas Ross, I've just um, I've just talked to on Zoom calls with the team, and they both they're both great guys, incredible hockey players. I remember playing against um, Spencer at the Silver Stick, and he's he's an unbelievable defenseman. He's fast. He moves the puck well. Just extremely good at what he does and it's it's pretty cool and obviously to know that they're great guys off the ice too is, is awesome knowing now that you got drafted to u17 well vir- virtual you got an invitation unfortunate for guys like yourself and people who most likely would have made the team 
in Summerside, PEI, actually, where I live, like Summerside and Charlottetown, it would have been a great experience, even getting invited to the U-17 Virtual Team Canada, like goalie camp. Want us to bring that experience? Yeah, for sure. It was um, it was really cool. It was obviously an honor to be um, invited. Um, we pretty much did anything we could to, to learn and to kind of become a team just in case we did end up having a tournament because at that point we weren't sure what was going to happen. Um, so, yeah, a lot of team building stuff. We played some games over Zoom, which were pretty fun. Um, and basically we, we tried to prepare and do as much off-ice stuff as we could. The only thing we really didn't do was practice as a team. So other than that, yeah, it was an incredible experience. It was really, really cool. It's something different, obviously, but, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, I know there's always so many good bonds over hockey. And last year you played with Junior Gales, Major AAA. Was, what was a, someone that you really bonded with in that experience? Yeah, um, Blake Aylesworth is a guy. I've played with him for a while, but he's been a guy definitely that we've had some funny stories. Um, outside of hockey, we, we go fishing every once in a while together in the summer and <laughs> We've had some pretty, pretty good stories with that. And so he's been a guy that I'm pretty tight with from hockey. And it's just, it's, it's pretty cool to see how that relationship develops over years and, and what it, where it is today. Knowing now, I want to know by you mentioned that story, who would be catching the bigger fishes? You or Blake? Definitely Blake. Definitely Blake. I'd like to say I would, but no, he's definitely way, way smarter and knows a lot more than I do. Talking to Erie, as you mentioned, the goalie coordinator, kind of getting brought into the junior scene now. Hopefully in a regular year, it would have been a bit more, but next year will be in it all the way. How surreal was it being brought into the junior scene? It's crazy. It still is to me like today to, to think that, you know, just a few years ago, these guys seemed like they were, they were, you know, untouchable. They were like, they were pros to me when I was growing up. So it's, it's pretty cool to see. And it's, it's been a lot to take in. I mean, obviously, even though we're not playing a regular season, we've been able to do a lot of development over zoom and over, you know, just kind of learning how to do different things to get better. And, and it's been pretty cool to see the amount of detail that goes into it is, is the biggest thing. So next year is your NHL draft year and definitely going into that. Hopefully you can get a season so you can show off your skills what things do you think you might do to prepare for the draft? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a lot um, bigger of a process than the OHL draft, that's for sure. But really, just honestly, as cliche as it sounds, try not to think of it and just play. Um, that's really the best advice that I've gotten from a lot of people that have gone through it. And um, that's basically what my goal is to just kind of play and see what happens. As you said, don't think about it. Do you have a message for any goalie who's trying to get to the caliber that you are at? Yeah, it, you have to love, like, just enjoy it and love it because ultimately that's what's going to keep you going at the end of the day. Um, again, it's a very cliche answer, but you you really do have to love what you do and, and take pride in it. It's something that if you're not having fun, you're not going to want to do it. And in turn, you're not going to want to get better. So, yeah, I'd, I'd honestly just say have fun and love what you do. I... Love that answer, and I really want to bring up a topic. Your dad, Rob, cheering for the Philadelphia Flyers, because <laughs> as you're on the Zoom call right now, yeah. I see your Eric Lindros jersey in the background, <laughs> and I want to bring up this story when we met Claude Giroux. How jealous <laughs> was he? 
Oh, he um he still bugs me, but I still have the hat up in my room that he signed. Um, I still like to poke fun at him, and he'll he'll give it back to me pretty good. But he, he's got the Lindros jersey, so I don't know. We're pretty even with that. But yeah, he was pretty. He thought it was pretty cool. Speaking on Philadelphia, would they be a team that you would want to get drafted by, or is there a certain favorite team that you have in the league? Um, I'm a Chicago Blackhawks fan, but honestly, anyone like it's the NHL at that level. It's it's doesn't matter every team's incredible and every team's good so it'd just be it all it would be a dream come true no matter where but yeah chicago is my favorite team so i'd, I'd have to say that speaking on chicago i want to touch on the success of patty kane been pretty yeah. phenomenal so far it looks like he's at his prime right now and really just came back you've been pretty surreal yeah he's been a lot of fun to watch um he's such a dynamic player and I don't know how he pulls off some of the moves he does, but it's it's incredible. Like he's so fun to watch. On the NHL topic, is there a certain NHL goalie that you model yourself as on the ice? Yeah, um, it's kind of an off the board one. A lot of guys will say Carey Price, but mine's Philip Grubauer um, for the Colorado Avalanche. Um, grew up watching him in Kingston, and as I got older, he does a lot of things that I try to do and I try to implement into my game. He's he's very patient, um, and that's the biggest thing that I take away from him and that I try to em- emulate, I guess. But um, yeah, so he'd be the guy that I'd probably say would be the guy that I try to model my game after. If you had a one minute phone call with Philip Gruber and you could ask him any question, what question? would that be probably something about how good is Nathan McKinnon in real life Um, that would honestly be probably the one question I know it sounds funny I probably want to ask him a goalie question but no I'd probably ask him about McKinnon or Ranton and and how good those players are in real life to be honest that's the that's the fan um coming out of and out of me definitely I know we talked a Christmas or two ago about Adam Fantilli yeah how high caliber of players have you seen play and who do you really think is the best oh gosh I've never played against any of these guys any of those guys like Shane Wright or Adam Fantilli but I've seen them both play and man like it's honestly too hard they're both incredible hockey players and and everybody at that level Ty Nelson I played spring hockey with them they all do everything at such a high level but at the same time so controlled and calm under pressure it's there there's a reason they're in the talk to be the best at, at their age and at the level that they're at. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough question to answer. Really impressive. Last year, Shane Wright was playing as his underage. He put on a show. I got go one game and he scored like two goals and assists that game. It was pretty impressive. And now reversing that over to what Connor Bernard is now doing for the Regina Pats. What do you kind of think of that? I saw the goal he scored the other, I guess the three goals he scored the other two nights. And wow, that like incredible. He's the shot, the stick handling, the skating, it's, it's all there. And he's been really, really fun to watch as well. I've, I've been able to watch one of their games and um, yeah, the way he plays hockey is, is pretty cool. Well, that's really a gifted talent. And has there been a really impressive goalie that you've been able to train with? Yeah, um, I've been, I'm pretty lucky um, with the guys that I'm able to skate with here in Kingston. There's a lot of hockey guys, and um, Hayden Levine's been one guy that I, I skated with all summer. Last summer, he played at the University of Michigan. 
Um, he's right now he's playing with the Stockton Heat in the American League and just the level that these guys do everything at. I think I've said it too, way too many times, but it, it's so high and it's the attention to detail that they have um, is pretty cool. Uh, Danny Taylor is another guy who plays in the KHL. He, those two guys have been incredible to learn from and incredible to skate with. Yeah, I know. I actually been on the ice with Danny once as he helped out at my father's hockey school, and we have a stick of him. It's really impressive seeing the process that they always go through. And thinking 2022 Olympics are coming up, do you think your name's going to be up there in the 2026 Olympics? Or uh, Who knows? I mean, obviously, it's, uh, hopefully um, it's, it's a goal. It's something to work towards, but right now just <laughs> – trying trying to focus on this season but yeah um, you know obviously it'd be a dream come true to play for team canada at the olympics so your dad likes likes philadelphia flyers and he must like them a bit what do you think of care to hurt he's really really good um to be able to play at that level at 22 years old and just stay so calm and, and composed every game it is really cool to see um we actually the last game before everything got shut down we went down to philly and uh, watched a game, and it was Carter Hart and Duke Rask playing. And I, I remember watching both of them in warm-ups and just how fast they how fast they really are in real life is, is pretty crazy. So, yeah, he's 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 unbelievable. He's, he's really good. Well, as you're talking about that, that's probably two of the best goalies on the scene of goaltending yeah. in the NHL. Did you experience a moment in Philly that you would like to share with us? Yeah, I mean, probably the one save that Tuka Rask made, and I think the whole building, Philly's pretty loud. I know you probably know that just from the, being a Pittsburgh fan and the rivalry they have, but their fans are pretty loud, and the whole building went silent when he made that one save, and it, it was spectacular. Came across full splits, made a glove save on them, and the whole yeah, it was just it was surreal that the building was just silent. You could hear, you could hear a pin drop. I personally always loved watching Tuka Russell. It must have been pretty surreal to see someone play at that high skill level. And yeah. touching on that, have there ever been a really nice save that you made that just pokes in your head if you're talking about this type of a conversation? Yeah. Oh, um, probably there was one, I think, two years ago against Richmond Hill on two-on-one and pass one across, and I – I somehow got a glove on it. I'd, I'd probably say that'd be the first one to come to mind. Um, but yeah, there, there's not really, I don't really remember that too many, to be honest. So yeah, I'd probably say that one. Did the building go silent just like Duke Rask did there? Or was there maybe more cheers and fist bumps? Um, I think it was probably silent just because there wasn't many people there. But <laughs> <laughs> um, No, it was, it was pretty cool. It was at home. So I think probably just the parents were clapping and, and a couple of teammates came up and that, that was about it. But yeah, it might have been silent for the wrong reasons. So recently, a very sad scene in hockey is Timur Fezutinov. Not sure if I can say his name right. What's your recap into that situation? It's it's scary. I mean, obviously, like you never want to see that happen to anyone, no matter what. Um it's it's really sad to see um obviously it's an accident it's an accidental play guys go goes to dump the puck in and yeah it's you never want to see that happen and it's just it's it's really really sad and it's terrible that that it had to happen and that it happened the way it did that's very emotional as we speak on because a couple of games ago i want to say 
right before the QMJHL, like my dad's team got shut down. A puck got wired towards their bench and he got hit like right, like not even half an inch above where Timur got hit. So I can just imagine how the roller coasters of emotions would be for his family because I know even what was some scary thoughts going through my mind bringing to that situation. Now we won't get a bit more onto the happy side now. Thinking about post-game and pre-game rituals, do you really have one? Um, I have a routine more than a ritual, I'd say. I do the same warm-up every game, but again, like it's, it's not set in stone. Um, I'd like to think I'm somewhat normal. I know a lot of guys wouldn't say that, but um, yeah, I don't really have anything that's like specific other than I put my left skate on first, but that's just a habit, I guess, too. So that'd be about it. <laughs> Would you like us to bring through your warm up? Because I want to hear more about that. Yeah. So it's probably about 60 40 with foam rolling 60%, and then like dynamic warm up and movement with being the other, the other 40%. Um, so just pretty simple just try to open up the hips as much as possible and then um warm up the lower body with the foam roller and, and the rest of the dynamic stuff and then as well like just some hand eye stuff with the racket balls to kind of be ready to go as soon as you get on the ice but it's pretty basic there's nothing really too crazy i do in it that's different than any other guy would um a lot of band work with the like elastic bands that go around your knees but other than that yeah it's it's pretty normal like similar to a player would have probably, but just a lot more focused on, on the hips. Definitely. The name right now on my next question doesn't pop into my head, but I know there's a little goalie in Kingston that you helped train a lot and hung out with him. What's his name again? Yeah, Will Landon. Um, he's, he's a good buddy of mine. Um, my mom teaches with his with his mom, and, and he's, he's pretty funny. So, no, he's, he's a pretty good, good little goalie, honestly. Um, I can't take credit for any of it. Um, <laughs> Probably have to give credit to Mike Murphy there and, and Coop, but um, yeah, no, it's pretty cool to see you know the younger guys, and because I remember being being that kid, and it's it's a lot of fun to, to be a part of it. How surreal does it feel being able to mentor someone like that? Because I know you got mentored by plenty of goalies growing up. How does that feel? Yeah, it's it's really special. I mean, obviously, it's it's again a huge honor, and it's something that that you, you don't really realize how, how special it is until it happens. And growing up, you're like, these, these guys are so cool. And you know, they're, they're this, they're that, but yeah, when you're in those shoes, you know, you don't really feel it. And you just kind of like, it's just something that you do. And is there someone who reached out to you to thank you for your help with them or. Yeah. Um, actually, uh, for my birthday, um, they wrote me a card, their family, and that was pretty cool. And there was a photo that we have of the two of us. Um, the one time I was out helping out at a camp and that was, that was pretty cool. That was a pretty special thank you from them. And obviously it was something they didn't need to do, but it, it meant a lot. I know your birthday wasn't that long ago. I think it was in February. You got your G. How well did it feel getting your G1? Um, yeah, being able to drive, drive last year was crazy. And then being able to drive with myself this year, it's, it's even crazier. Um, yeah, I, I, I honestly, every time I go, I drive, I'm like, Oh, I look to the side and there's no one in the passenger seat now. So it's, it's pretty cool. It's the freedom's nice. And to be able to, you know, drive to the rink a little early if you want, or stay at 
a little later, if you, like just kind of have that freedom, have that flexibility is nice. Now I got to know, are you working right now or where do you have a certain job that you're doing or? Um, not right now. I worked in the summer at Canadian Tire and then right now I've been waiting to hear something about the season. So I might need to start working soon to pay for gas, but, um, <laughs> yeah, um, right now I'm just kind of waiting, but eventually, eventually if they, if they say there's not going to be a season or if or once our season ends, I'll work. Yeah. Well, once you succeed in hockey, you, <laughs> you aren't going to have to think about, oh, well, you'll be able to pay your parents back then. So definitely, I know your parents put a lot of time and effort into your hockey. How important are they to you and your success? They're huge. I mean, everything they've done for me in the past, oh, goodness, like probably 13 years of playing hockey has been, has been, the. it's, it's really special. Again, I'm at a loss for words. Um, I can't really put it into words how much it means to me. Um, you know, they've allowed me to kind of, chase a pretty crazy dream that a lot of people would say is, is nuts and is never going to happen. And my parents have always believed in me and, and wanted to see me succeed, which is, it means the world to me. And I, I don't know how I could ever thank them. I know you say you could pay them back, but honestly, I don't, I don't know if that would be enough. Like they, they they've done so, so much and it's really does mean a lot. Well, that's really amazing because I hear so many amazing, great success stories relating around how people mentor their parents so much what's one thing that you always say to them to show your thankfulness <laughs> again it's gonna sound cliche thank you and and just kind of telling them how much it means like and honestly a lot of the time it's it's just a hug like after a game or something like that it's the little things that matter I think in our family it's something that we believe in so that's that's probably how I'd say that I would but yeah. that's what I was gonna touch on the little things mean most and would definitely really mean a lot, even just a thank you or a hug. And we'll wrap up the interview soon, but I have a couple more questions. Any pregame meal that you have to always have? Um, Not really. No, it changes again with the bus and being on the road, but um, one would probably be pasta. That would probably be something that'd be my go-to if I could would be pasta and chicken and or chicken and rice, something like that. I know that's basically every hockey player's meal. Now, touching on goalies, they always have huge knobs on their stick. I know when my brother was a goalie, and even I was, we would have huge knobs. Are you a big knob guy or not really? No, I um, I actually use like the half-inch um tape too, so there's not a lot there to hold on to. Um, yeah, it's I'm looking at it right now, trying to like think. It's, it's not very, it's probably only that, um, just a little bit so that my hand doesn't fly off the end of my stick when I go to play the puck, but not, yeah, not a ton. I saw in the off season, you're into TikTok running on your <laughs> treadmill and making some day in the lives. Want to bring us through your emotions when you're making those TikToks? Uh, bored. Bored would be the biggest emotion there. I had nothing else to do. Um, I, we were in full lockdown at that point. I couldn't even skate. So yeah, I had nothing else to do at home and there was no school going on, so I got I got into making TikToks for a bit, and um, that that train has passed. But it was it was fun while I, while I did it. Definitely. Well, now my last question. I've been waiting to ask this the whole interview. Well, touching on another question, but what's your best golf score? Oh, um, 
at Cataraqway, the course in Kingston, you, you know what it is, but yeah. if you don't know it's in Kingston. Um, yeah, I, whew, 78, I think last year, 79, which is not eight or nine over par there. It's, that was my best, but yeah, I wish it was lower, but <laughs> hopefully this summer we can get under that. But yeah, I'd say 78 or 79. I'm not too sure. It was nine, eight or nine, eight or nine over. What tees would you be playing at there now? Um, blues. And then when the guys that are a lot better than me, I uh, need someone else to play with them blacks, which is the farthest back. And that doesn't ever, that never goes well. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because even I know I used to be really big into golf as we both golfed a lot anymore. Not so much anymore, but I want to mention a topic. This is actually what I've been waiting for. And you can probably think of what I'm going to say. And I'll golf. So people <laughs> don't know, but me and Nolan will golf almost like probably, would you say three or four times? Like, yeah week in the summer and we had an instagram page named nl golf and now over to ml nl puck official i was looking at some things the other day yeah is there i can't think right now other than of course here's my caddy at a tournament one time and as i mentioned earlier we met claude Giroux, and my, my proudest moment of the tournament there's five of us and i came fifth and got a medal but my proudest moment was how do you remember when I parried the first hole as leading the whole pack, just yeah. walking down? I felt like I was in the PGA. Definitely yeah, you, pretty serious. Yeah, you definitely had the swagger going to um, look like a PGA player walking down. But no, that was, that was a lot of fun. That was pretty cool. But I, I do remember that Instagram page. I think I still have the hat that we did, that we made. So yeah, that was, that was fun. I do too. I was looking at the other day. I meant to go grab it and show yeah. it. But um. Definitely. I know. I think you said a while back, my favorite player is, was always Ricky Fowler. I was always dressing up like him. Is yours Justin Thomas? I really can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. It'd probably be JT or, or Rory. Those would be my two guys. I, I mean, everybody likes Tiger too. So I, I, yeah, I'd probably say JT or Rory would be my two favorite. Over last week, Tiger got severely hurt and really sad. Hearing that news, how did you feel? Because I know I wasn't the happiest because he's a golf legend and it was definitely pretty upset. Yeah, it's it's scary again. Like it's something that you, you don't expect it to happen until it happens. And it's it's it was pretty sad. Um my dad's a huge Tiger Woods fan too. So we kind of just sat there in disbelief um watching the news and there wasn't too many words being being spoken. So it was very, it was sad and it's, I'm happy to see that he's doing well now, but it was obviously, it was really scary at the time. Definitely. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for hopping on the show and yeah, be sure to keep on touch. Hey everyone. My name is Luke Salton. I am the owner of the podcast Hockey with Elsie. Thanks so much for a great episode number three with Nolan Lalon. Nolan, thanks for joining us. Just before we end this episode, I'd like to give a quick shout out to Lorenzo Parker Design on Instagram. And also make sure to look up EliteLevelHockey.com. I actually recently partnered with them for some great stuff and I can't wait. Thanks so much for watching everyone. My name is Lucas from Hockey with Elsie and I'm out.